just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 58 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season 3, episode 13, The Wind That Blew. Error. Reconfiguring. Perspective, nephew. I'm here to adjust yours. It's going to have problems with her hands. Someone yeah. she can pick up plates and not feel that they're boiling. You uh-huh. know, she's got asbestos fingers. They're going to be rough. What is that? Is that a crow's foot? What the fuck? At the cafe, like, can I can I see something Italian? Can I see that it had an impact on you? Can I see that what Keith and Lucas went through for them six weeks that you were away were worth it, Karen? Karen! You want the person you've become? Then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. Karen! Wild dreams are born. Wait, why are you making this shit up? What you, what's wrong with you? Be, no, not Philip. Felix. <laughs> Felix not working. Felix, it's over. <laughs> the Asna's doing you wonders. I watched him have a shit in an alley and I watched him kiss his first girlfriend. Must have been a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> when do you plan to start living? Hello, mate. Hello, guys. How you doing, Boozy? That's a one dunk and you're done kind of biscuit. I'm not fucking about, mate. He's like, don't be mean, no, Simon. Listen, keep being mean. I'm going to make you call me Colonel, okay? ATM over here. You've just become a raven. Love that. Love that. Love that. Don't in the snow. Keith, what is slab and beef? Absolutely. A los cuevos, a One Tree Hill podcast. Soy Simon, why me encanta One Tree Hill. Holiday. I was not expecting that. <laughs> So hello and welcome to the Ravens of One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 3, Episode 13, The Wind That Blew My Heart Away. Dom, we're here. I'm good. Yeah, I'm not bad. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm tired, but re-energizing for the podcast. I'm going into energy mode. This Actually, where, do you know where the colonel comes out? <laughs> the colonel comes out in the third act of the podcast episode when we're getting <laughs> deep towards judgment land, and the patience is wearing thin. And then Lucas hate suddenly turns into fuel that angers the beast that lives inside of me. <laughs> but Dom, on some pleasant news, I am I haven't shared this with anybody except for my wife and my dad and my mother-in-law, just because they're around, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, 
a month ago, um, five weeks ago now, I started, I decided to, for a change, and I decided to run every day mm-hmm. on the treadmill. Lucky to have a treadmill in the garage. I'm going to run 5k a day, every day. And uh, I've lost 16 pounds. Jesus. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a stone Who in a knew? bit. Who knew? It's exercised. Oh, well it. done. Well, I've been I've been eating uh, not better, like a little bit better, but I um as you know from knowing me like my whole life, I don't have the best diet. I like Doritos, I like chocolate, I like burgers, like vegetarian, you know. I like hot dogs, I like pizza, I like Coke, I like Sprite. I like all of the bad things. I like it. So I can't cut them out, but I've just decided to just eat sensible portions of said things <laughs> rather than an entire bag or something. And But it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like really happy, man. It's been, it was like been tough. Um, and it's hard to like make time for it. Like sometimes the day's been really busy and I haven't been able to do it. So, but I will determine to get it in. So I'll go on the treadmill at like midnight and just not, and like knock it out before bed. And like, it does mean that I like have to shower like all of the time. But yeah, it's, uh, I've still got another, my target is to do another like 12, 12 pounds, something like that. So like over halfway. Um, but yeah. Very nice. Well done. That's really good stuff. Thank you. It's kind of overdue. I kind of um, apparently, if you're going to have a boy, the this is like the myths, you know, that you the 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 father eats as like as if he's pregnant also. <laughs> um, and I definitely did, I definitely did that over lockdown. So it's kind of uh, you know, yeah, this is dark lockdown period, but. This is the second time you're podcasting from the new premises. Well, this is our second uh, how... podcast in in three days. So we we only podcasted the last episode on Sunday. It was released Tuesday, and now it's Wednesday, and the next one is a go back to standard procedure. How did you find it podcasting on a Sunday? It was all right. It was good. It was it was quite nice. It's, I, I mean, in a really weird way, it was quite nice to have that like extra long kind of break but it just makes like editing slightly more difficult towards the end and we know people know our thoughts on editing and how like kind of how you feel about it um but I, I actually I actually really enjoy the editing side of it I really enjoy doing the video um and mm. I know it's it's a bit different from the audio but um I really like putting that together and put that together Monday night and that's probably the most organized I've been because when we do the watch along on a Wednesday I then have nearly a week to do that, and I don't. <laughs> Whereas we did it on a Sunday, I had one day to do it, and I did it straight away. And it makes it has a big psychological impact. It made a big difference. I actually really enjoyed it. I also, you recommended a watch to me. You recommended I watch Made, right? Oh man, so good. Have you? How far into it are you? Oh god, here we go. Um, <laughs> F and I actually only have. 30 minutes left of the finale we were watching it we watched three in a row last night which is a lot for us and we were about to finish it and the little guy woke up so we haven't seen the last 30 but i have a i have a 
I have an inkling to where this story is going to go. Go ahead. Well, I did say on the last podcast that I would probably finish it before you, and I finished it today. So, <laughs> when did you start it? Uh, Monday. Like, don't, is this one that you watched on your own or watched with your girlfriend? Yeah, I watched it on my own. Yeah. Uh, would, please don't please don't give anything away because I I, I know that you wouldn't. Uh, but what did you think? Did you like it? It was okay. There's some really, really sort of touching moments in it, sad moments, funny moments. Um, it's it's really well put together. It's really good. Mm. Uh, it's not my typical watch. It's not something that I would um, normally choose or necessarily watch again. Um, but it's it is... too sad to watch again. I was thinking <laughs> that yesterday. I was like, "This is so good," but I don't think I could watch it twice because it's yeah. so heartbreaking. Yeah, but the the content of it is really good. I noticed that Margot Robbie is a executive producer. Oh, that I came didn't up, know that. That came up in the credits. Did point. you know that the protagonist that she's Andy McDowell's daughter in real life? Yeah, I saw them on Graham Norton not long oh, okay. not long ago. Um. And and like Andy McDowell was saying, she she's quite happy swearing because she swears a lot in it. And the only word swear word she doesn't normally say is the c word. And then she's like mm-hmm. starts shouting it out on Graham Norton. So. <laughs> I love her from multiplicity, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I find I found her really difficult to watch in this because of the the type of character she was. But that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really good, really well put together, and yeah, I managed to. Smash my way through it in three days. So. She—it's not surprising, is it? We know what we're in for with you. But the uh, Annie Madow is outstanding in that performance. And you mm. think like the way she gives it. If people, if you don't know what we're talking about, sorry, it's made as in M A I D, as in like a cleaning maid on Netflix. Really great show. Would really recommend. Um, yeah, Nick Robinson, you know, who's like the abuse... Oh, this isn't a spoiler. It's in the first episode, in the first few minutes, but sort of the abusive boyfriend. Uh, we met him in real life. You did. In real life, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think I've told... I've told a similar story before, but it was... We were at... Um, we went to see a Broadway show, and... Oh, I've forgotten his name. It was The Kill a Mockingbird, but the lead in it, Ed Harris, Zed Harris, um, and people were with, like by the stage door getting the program signed and everything. And Nick Robinson, he, he played like the son in it, and we knew him because he was in he was the kid in Jurassic World, uh, mm. but then he's also in loads of other things. But he's like a super up and coming actor. He's always the guy from Teacher, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's the like the abused in that, isn't he? Don't you think he's like the next wave of like who will be really big, like to succeed the, uh, you know, DiCaprio's and Matt Damon's, that kind of wave. He's like part of the new wave. Oh, he'll no doubt be a Batman. Oh, do you reckon? He'll be a variant of Batman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great call. It's kind of what happens, isn't it? Like if you look at if you look at Robert Pattinson, who is the new Batman, it's kind mm-hmm. of what happened with him, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So you heard it here first. Remember that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But you like Nick Robinson, like because yeah. we've met him, we're yeah. kind of obsessed with him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just for context, when Simon says we, he doesn't mean me. He means him and his wife. 
Or if I met him, you met him. Oh, it works like that, does it? It's an extension. Okay. <laughs> well, hopefully, we're going to have an interesting story, maybe, with a, a very A-list celebrity meeting via pictures. We'll see. Well, let's not speak on it and see what happens. What? The thing? The wedding? The wedding singer? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm with you now. <laughs> oh, God, I was thinking with, with pictures. What is he on about? Like, yes, I'm totally with you now. <laughs> yeah. Are we not Are we not mentioning it in case it doesn't happen? Yeah, that, well, I'm, I'm sure it will happen because Sarah is, you know, G-level. Okay, well, before we go any further, Dom, we have another raven this time we've got an upgrade baby we're going up to the hall of motherfucking fame for whitney whitney welcome to the hall of fame it's just gold toilet paper in here baby (laughs) you get to look at the trophies the shine by the pigeons you get (laughs) Golden basketballs, whatever you need. We can make that happen in the Hall of Fame. It all happens in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Uh, Well, this episode, Don, before before we get into it, actually, there was was some, uh, I wouldn't say feedback, but just like a comment made, which I thought was really interesting. It just said that someone said how they missed how at the beginning of the podcast in sort of season one, maybe more, that we gave a bit more of do we what do we actually think of the characters do you actually like which characters do you actually like like how how are you feeling about them from a personal perspective and also uh you know who you would sort of more align with i think we used to have more of those conversations in season one Hmm. so i thought i'd bring it up so sitting where we're at currently coming towards mid-season three who who are your go-to peoples i mean who do you personally sort of have some alignment with i don't think i've got alignment with any of them like like any of the main five anyway in particular i guess it's nice having keith back keith is always a a strong character in my eyes in terms of um reliability and you know someone that i like i really like dan just because he's evil and you've you know he's just perfect at it as well it's done so well um I can't, I don't really like Lucas at all, to be honest. He he does have a couple of redeeming qualities, which are, you know, he does listen and he does care um, about his friends deeply, but um, I just, yeah, just don't like him. He's too much of a wet blanket for me, completely just, he's just a wet Thursday, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? It's just a wet Thursday evening where it's a bit windy and that's him. He, the weather in this episode just depicted Lucas, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Why a Thursday? Thursdays are a good day. Wouldn't it be like a wet Monday? I like Mondays. Mondays are okay. Let's say a wet Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday's Raven Day. How dare you? <laughs> I'm really joking. Um, anyway, anyway, that's what I think of Lucas. Um, Brooke is hit and miss for me. Um Mostly, that's part of her storyline, though. Her storylines drive me nuts, because actually, um, she's a character with a lot to give. 
and she's a character with a lot to say and she's very knowledgeable um and she's actually very intelligent but it's locked away it's all hidden away and there's like other agendas and other things that you know get in the way of that and it her storylines suddenly start becoming more about boys than you, you know using her brain which is she has got a great brain she's got a great mind for things she's very talented and it it just isn't utilized enough at the moment um i guess we'll get there when clothes over bros is in full swing and you know she's a bit more comfortable with it and confident with it but even that episode when that started kicking off she was like a proper stress head and was more worried about what lucas was up to than getting her business off the ground and just things like that just sort of bother me a little bit. I guess that's age, though. That's just that's me being a bit old. Um. Well, she 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 falls victim to vanity over morals, I think, and the morals yeah. will end up winning in the end. Like usually, like that's part of her redeeming qualities. But she falls victim easily to the materialistic uh, surface level things. But then we know that she's got deeper levels, so that's perhaps where it would be a bit more frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it's the horrible fight over mouth as well, for, particularly from the last episode between her and Rachel that yeah. is is so unnecessary. And she says, you know, hang out with Gigi, Gigi good, you know, Rachel bad, because Gigi is one of your own kind. And we all know what she means. She's like the geeky, nerdy kid. And actually Rachel's like, supposedly that in the super hot elite category as they they mentioned in this episode um where brook lies as well and it's it's just kind of a bit i don't know it's just too high school that that side of it for me um whereas actually if you look at someone like peyton as frustrating as she can be and and with her kind of moods and swings and sarcasm and stuff the sarcasm I, i normally quite enjoy but at least she's fairly grown up with it all you know and mm. i guess i guess i guess that's the differences isn't it in these characters is um they've all had to grow up at different stages like some very quickly some not as quickly you know nathan only really grew up in season two so um or started to grow up in season two and is really sort of starting to come into his own again now lucas has always been a like 50 year old guy Um, with teenage tendencies Brooke is just a child to be honest most of the time uh, with the occasional bright moment which is again as unfortunate because I I really really like the character of Brooke but I just want more sensible Brooke than the childish sort of fighting with Rachel crap because it's so boring for me I, I really don't enjoy those bits at all just get over it come on move on let's sort your business out let's get some money on the table let's get these <laughs> wheels rolling and that sort of thing but i mean the 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 adult characters are all the so-called adult characters are always fairly reliable aren't they karen is is like a new favorite of mine completely she's not that doormat anymore she's not just a pushover she's you know she's gonna stand for what she believes in now and she's gonna treat people the right way in terms like keith um, she's not going to be afraid of committing to it anymore. And she's just going to fight back against Dan at every possible point. And, and that makes, that genuinely makes her a hero. She's, she's now a hero. You know, she's just absolutely, in my eyes, she has literally gone from being the doormat to being, 
like Queen of Tree Hill. <laughs> yeah, well, she's got a good like redemption story because if we think about her from season one, that in her high school days it was she, you know, had it all so to speak, and Dan took it away, you know, or you know went and he chose Deb over her essentially, and and she had to pick up the pieces and be this single mother and start her own business and all of these things so to continue all the way through to i mean she ran against dan for mayor Mm. you know yeah Yeah, exactly and you know on reflection of you asking me the question because you know i never expect the questions that come out on this podcast i never really know what people write in until we get here and you ask me the question. So I don't want people to think I'm being really negative about it and being negative about the characters. Cause I really do like these characters probably with the exception of Lucas, but there's, there, <laughs> there's so many characteristics of theirs that I absolutely love. And there's so many that I just think, I just wish that they hadn't written that episode about that particular thing because it makes them seem so dull or petty or whatever. When actually this person is so, bright and honest and blah 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 but i guess you know it's true to life isn't it everyone has days where they're being a bit petty being a bit competitive you know not using their kind of full brain capacity or whatever for whatever reason so Mm. it's difficult to judge you know and i guess i'm only two and a half seasons in so it might by the time we get season five i might say brooke is an absolute genius she's my absolute favorite I hate Dan because he's a complete knobhead and Lucas is, is okay in my books. You know, you never know. I have no idea what's going to happen. E- what's even, coming, in, so. even in your wildest fantasies of reverse, reverse world, Lucas is still just okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, the thing, the, something that I always like about the show is that some of the sort of quarrels and squabbles and arguments and things may seem kind of petty but actually they're a bit true they are true to life in some regards not some of the stuff with like fighting over mouth and things some of those things are you know like out of a bring it on movie or mean girls or something (laughs) but when when you've got things like uh particularly like nathan and Haley and some of the arguments they have and you know some are parts of Peyton's storyline and Lucas and you kind of these are arguments and things that happen growing up or in life now even uh you know at at whatever age these things are truer to life and and what Karen goes through and Keith and Dan and all of those things like taking some of the absurdities out of there it's relatable I think and I think that it's good writing because there's someone within it that everyone can have some sort of identity towards i mean i i'm surprised with the lucas thing i mean i know that you didn't like him but i didn't realize it was like to to that level is it because of like the hair and the way that he's dressing now is that impacting it if he was dressing you know season one would that be better no not at all uh, the way he looks doesn't doesn't bother me at all you know he can have his hair as shaggy he could have his hair like you know shoulder length if he wanted it i really wouldn't care because the character would be exactly the same he's just i just find him i find it when he's on screen and it's his turn what his this episode for me his sections so brooke and his section could have been written out and it would have been fine 
Uh, I was had absolutely zero interest in their storyline in this episode. Wow. And that's that's bold as well. It's a bold statement. I know it's a bold thing to say because people love Lucas, people love Brooke. And Not, you, you most know. people don't love Lucas. Is is actually There's a smaller people. yeah, me. There's me. a minority. Nick loves Lucas. There's some others that that we're in the Lucas camp, but it's interesting. I mean, okay, so we spoke about this towards the beginning as well, and I was saying a big part of why the show was so important to me was because I felt an identity towards Lucas, particularly, you know, like season one, but, you know, pretty much throughout. And um, and that was, like, inspiring to me in in, in some ways. So should I be like concerned that, that like you know do you hate me is that what's happening am I is it taken how, what how many episodes have we done 62 did you say or 57 or something this is this is 58 isn't it oh 58 is it taken 58 episodes of the podcast that this finally going to come out you're going <laughs> to break up with me live on the podcast no chance no I'll wait for the end of season 9 for that <laughs> bastard i wouldn't do that to you i wouldn't no i it's no reflection of you at all it's just this this character you're not the same as this person you know you're not like him you might there might be elements of his character that you resonate with or resonated with but you're not Mm. like him really you know you look like him a bit but the looks don't bother me i've already made that very clear um (laughs) but (laughs) he's he's just yeah it's just too much of a wet blanket for me. Too much of a yeah, wet weekend. It's boring. <laughs> I just find him really dull. He's just it's just not my thing. But you're not again, you're not like Lucas. It's just something within him made you go, Okay, I wanna do that, I wanna try that. I wanna strive for something different. I wanna give this a go, I wanna challenge myself. And that element is great. That element of, of how that worked for you and how you've reacted to it and and what you push for is fantastic because, you know, look at how many things have happened in your life and how you've overcome them. And, you know, if you can attribute that to some influence in this show and it being that character, then that's fantastic. That's a really, really nice thing. And the only person I could really pitch myself to is probably Keith because of the age, because of the things going on in his life, you know, it got to this year, in fact, you know, 2021 has been a big change for me. I changed my job for the first time in, in like 17 years, which is, you know, crazy. I, I pretty much did the same, worked in the same field and industry and place for 17 years. Mm. And I've gone into something completely different, completely new. And I, I just went, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try. Um, I, you know, moved into my own place. Uh, again, it's it's not anything wow and amazing but it's the the first time I've, I've lived alone you know I lived with a girlfriend before with an ex um and that didn't work out so I lived with parents and you know I lived at university but it's always with other people and now I'm kind of going solo and really trying things on my own and you know my girlfriend still comes around all the time and that's wonderful and lovely but um yeah it's just me out in the big wide world you know doing my new job in my new home just trying new things and just yeah, just just kind of living life. So 2020 and 2021 has been really difficult for people. And 2020 was probably um, the year that nearly broke me mm. um, from work. And then 2021 is kind of like the year that kind of reinvigorated, re-energized me. And, and the only person I can really attribute that in in, um, 
In One Tree Hill, it's Keith. The, 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 nothing else needs to be said. Well, that, that's awesome. But also, it is amazing. You said within there somewhere that it's not an amazing thing or something. It, yes, it is. That's super amazing. Like, you... <laughs> Yeah, you've gone into a new industry that is completely new to you, and you're killing it. You're you're in uh, in a new place, which is lovely. I've been there. It's really nice. You're living you're living well. You're living good, and uh, you know everything is healthy. And you're on you're on the tracks, baby. <laughs> the end of, uh, and happiness isn't the destination; it's a journey. So you just you're on that journey and just enjoy it it's awesome i'm super happy for you um and yeah then that does make sense with keith because he makes all of these changes you know tries different things and he's going after the things that he wants and and as are you so that's dope thanks keith scott keith scott all day (laughs) well shall we talk about the boy keith shall we because this this episode will be quite easy in our format in fact this is probably the easiest episode that we've had to date in terms of our format because they are literally all separated into little Mm. groups which is delicious it's so convenient for us for this week you know and for i mean we can just slot them in as and when can't we you know discuss who we want when we like i mean always paired up except they're pet i except for Dan just being creepy in the night. I, I mean, <laughs> starting with Keith is cool. I am also desperate to talk about Mouth and Rachel. <laughs> desperate. But uh, but do you want to start with Keith? Yeah, so Keith is uh, kind of supporting Karen in the cafe because she's got leaks in the ceiling, where she immediately blames Lucas and Haley for the golf course on the roof. Um, but he's kind of helping out. And I guess old buildings, big storm... And uh, they're just trying to keep the place from flooding. And it's different buckets, different bowls kind of all over the place. And he's just been really supportive to Karen. And and it's kind of it's so comfortable watching them both on screen as well. And, and actually, if we, <laughs> like I mentioned before, if we're taking Brooke and Lucas's sections of the episode out and added more Karen and Keith, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. <laughs> I think that would have been a lot a lot better just to kind of see their flow see their discussions get a bit more from them you know um they absolutely smashed that lemon meringue pie <laughs> they just that was it. that was to, that was tomorrow's special they don't care it was and convenient like, not anymore <laughs> not anymore because my balls just accidentally dragged through it <laughs> sorry about that karen don't take the slice on the left do not take that slice i will take that slice that's we, fine i saw where it grazed but you don't take that uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna call out your our friend uh our our podcasting friend but your your other podcasting co-companion which just cuts me to the core and she she mentioned that she was listening to our previous episode and said too much mention of balls so she's, cri- she's criticizing our our episode for the amount of ball, balls chat in there Wait, what, <laughs> what was this on? What was this, the, like, how did this even come up in the context? Us. Oh, I just haven't seen it. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> what just what just said there was too much chat about balls in the last one. I don't even yeah. remember what would, what was we talking. about? Do you remember about? you were talking about your friend that dragged his like used to plant his balls on people's heads and stuff? <laughs> yes. And then it just got a bit extreme. And I guess yeah. I guess Lex is at that point. <laughs> I, did, did we I hope mention... she hasn't got to the bit where I go, uh, I, you feel like you're cheating on me, <laughs> Lex, and I will never listen to Cape Side Chats. <laughs> it's fine. She knew. I'm sure she knows. She probably, I... like, rinses me anyway. <laughs> in that You'll point. never know. You'll never know. You don't want to listen to it anyway. So, But did we did we fail to mention that that's called teabagging? Uh, no, you said teabagging. And then you I explained did. teabagging. Oh, okay. and, then it went, and then it went from there. Right, right, right. So. It's only Sunday, man. <laughs> was that on that one? Yeah. No, it can't be. It must be the oh, one, was it the before. one before. It must be oh, the either one way, before. it wasn't long ago. <laughs> it was less than a week ago. <laughs> we talk so much, it's hard to know. Yes, it's, it's it's a beautiful thing. And the, now the that you right now that now that you answer my FaceTimes, uh, we have all this. <laughs> you did today. I did today. Yes, I was at where I was doing work at my computer, uh, which you saw, mm-hmm. and th- it pops up. It pops up on my work laptop. I've never used my work, my home, my, per- my home phone, my personal phone, uh, like connected it to my work MacBook, and it just seems to ring up with FaceTime on it. I might answer it on there one day. Talk you to should. you on my MacBook. That'd be nice. Be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah, but isn't it nice? It's, I'm never alone when I do it. I'm always with my little man, and we just say what's up. A text or do? Well, <laughs> he can't text, Dom. He has absolutely no interest in, in, like, from today's one, he was just picking up stuff and bashing you in the head. He didn't give a <laughs> shit what I was doing. He doesn't care Boy. that I'm there. He doesn't even know I exist. Well, I wish you would care more that he was there because the language that comes out of your mouth is horrendous. Horrendous. Do you know what I was thinking for Christmas? I was thinking, I I, I tell you because, no, I'm not not a swear jar. I'll tell you because I don't think I, I don't think I can get it. I think I'd be too, um, like worried about the packaging or something but i was thinking there must be somewhere out there where you can get a customized ball gag right where (laughs) and on it it just says call me colonel on the ball (laughs) if i bought you one and had it customized would you wear it for a photo absolutely not (laughs) you wear it but i'm not but just so i can see but no pictures do you know what i would say let's put it to a vote but I know that absolutely everyone that listens to this podcast will be voting, yes, he must wear it. I, there wouldn't even be one no. I'm convinced that everyone is out against me. There would be one person that would feel like it's bullying or yeah, something. Me. <laughs> you don't get a vote. <laughs> what are you thinking? You don't get voting rights. That's a privilege. You do not get. Well, can I talk about how perfect it is that they have two like blankets individually so they can sort of wrap themselves you know after coitus that's post coitus <laughs> they're, they're having post coitus lemon meringue or whatever oh i just thought they got really messy they'd spilt kind of lemon meringue down themselves <laughs> and 
didn't mm. have any clothes to change into, so they're kind of in the washer dryer out the back, and they they were like modesty blankets. Right. Is that not what happened? Have you do well? Do you remember the song by Eminem and Dr. Dre, "Guilty Conscience"? Sing it to me. He says, "Remind me." What? Tripped, fell, landed on his dick. You don't. I'll insert okay. it here. What the dick? <laughs> you really bring the levels of this podcast. Down. <laughs> you really make it lowbrow. Like when we started, I made it very highbrow. Like there was a reason. Dominic, please. I was, I was pitching it at a level for the intellectuals, and you really just brought it down. Oh come on! There were only three people in this episode that didn't have sex. How am I bringing anything down? Wait, who did? <laughs> they are all bringing things down. Yeah. <laughs> who, who didn't have sex? Mouth. Um, oh yeah, okay. Five people didn't have sex. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Let's let's get into it. So, okay, Keith. Do you know what? Keith had a really great line where. Karen's like, oh no, it's ruined and it's a framed, it's like the first dollar from the first cup of coffee she sold, which of course was Keith. And he said that he'd been practicing the whole night before. And I'm going to butcher the quote, but it was something about how anybody that thinks that this is too much for you shouldn't be in your life or something. Damn it, I should have written it down. Do you remember? I don't remember. I didn't write it down either. I'm sorry, ravens and pigeons. It's something like... Anyone that thinks this is too much for you is not enough for you to be in your life. Something like that. It was a good quote. What made me laugh is that she, um, Karen said, God, you remember that day I had Lucas on one hip and a Trey on the other? And I'm thinking, is Trey another kid? Is, is, is Trey a kid that's going to appear? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Trey Could be in America. The... Yeah, Trey is the name of Ryan's brother in the O.C., uh, Don't one ask tray me hill. How I remember that one tray. <laughs> one tray hill. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it from now on. One tray hill. Because you never know when Trey's going to turn up. I'm, gonna, I'm Dom, and I've seen 58 episodes of One Tray Hill. <laughs> Again, very With low Jim. brow. With you Jimmy. really bring. You really bring Jimmy. Jimmy, <laughs> you're the one that said mentioned ball gags and customizing it and making me wear it. I, you are not highbrow, my friend. Don't try and play that shitty game with me, boy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> United, United, <laughs> you slag! Oh gosh! Oh, uh, anyway, keeping Karen. To this. They have a wonderful moment. Lots of kissing, lots of sex. Karen then says, "I love you, Keith." Mm. And he goes. There's an opening in my lineup. <laughs> Deb's going to play point guard. I want you a shooting guard. I really believe in your potential, but the pressure is on. Okay. I'm going to bring in Tim's mum as center. What was Tim's mum's name? Oh, God. Melanie? No, I think it wasn't it like Sher- Sherry. Sherry. Yeah. And then we're also going to bring in... We need two more mums. Other mums. Oh, we'll take Haley's mum. Why is that funny? 
No, it's not. The mums? Why? Oh, God. What are you going to say about Peyton's mum? <laughs> you are Peyton's sick. Peyton's mum? I know, wait. <laughs> you are sick. That's so bad. I mean, she had a choice of two. She, she blew that. This is a PSA, public service announcement. I'd like to apologise for Dominic's behaviour. He is incredibly low-brow. He doesn't mean to do it. He was born a Neanderthal, and he never, never quite Caught changed. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. It's how uh, I cope, Simon. I cope. I make jokes about things because it's a coping mechanism. And you've never bothered to ask if I'm okay. I okay. I ask you that it's the opening question of every single podcast episode. Shit. <laughs> were you even cl- okay? Look, before Tammy comes on, were you even close to crying with the no. Peyton Ellie situation? No, not at all. I had tears in my eyes. I had to be uh, cool because we was on the watch along. I mean, I could see people crying. I could see people having human emotion to what was happening and it was sad it was very sad and i have like i can't wait to to talk about um peyton and ellie because they deserve so much airtime i'm kind of hoping that we could just bin off the rest of the the episode to be honest because lucas and uh, brooks bit was rubbish in my eyes you you haven't mentioned you haven't mentioned that dom you haven't mentioned how much you hate lucas let's talk about mouth and rachel because like Okay, I could literally sum up the Lucas and Brooke thing in in, in a minute. Okay, can letter. you just wait? Upset wait. about the letter. Okay. Fine, yeah. Because there's something written in that that she saw was written to Peyton. And it's all, it's, it's all just fortuitous of Peyton deciding that she loves Lucas and will make, make a pledge for his love. And he will then have to pick. Is that who you think she was alluding to? Because at the end in Peyton... You're saying to Ellie that there was a boy that I loved and uh, let go. Let go, but well, I shouldn't have done. But so she had no saying... choice in Jake going. So it's nothing to do with Jake. It's Lucas. It's got to be. Do you miss Jake? No. Does that feel like nostalgic? Like when Jake was in it? It's been a minute. It's been a while. Nicky, <laughs> Nicky, Nicky, Nicky. Nicky! Nicky! Yeah, I'm here. Oh, sorry. Nicky! Oh, my God. Can you please just release that bit of video for that on YouTube or something, on Instagram? That was perfect. Should I put it, should I put Jake next to it? We can do, like, side by side. Absolutely. And I'll put you at the bottom. Just giggling. Just laughing. Babbling. In a dress. Yeah, laughing at his pain. That's what I do. So, okay. Okay, right. If we're moving on to Lucas, can I just say, now you know that I'm a big Back to the Future fan. You're a big Back to the Future fan. Mm-hmm. Right? Come on. Of course. Which one's your favourite? Don't know. I like the third you- one. You like the third? Yeah, third one's dope. I mean, I, I like them all. The, fir- the first one's probably the best one, because it's the original. But the third one's pretty good. The second one was always my favourite growing up, because 
it revisits the first one as well but also i remember my dad watching it with my dad when he was like ironing when i was a kid and him like pausing it and explaining to me about you know when they go back and biff has stolen the almanac and it's like the 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 1985's changed you know and he's basically like donald trump it uh i remember my dad explaining to me why that's happened and like the fact that you know because that changed this chain i just remember it being like a mind-blowing kind of what that's amazing and then the fact that he's gone back to the first film and all anyway you remember at the end of the second one where marty is in the rain and the the guy comes with the letter because he doesn't know where doc's gone and in the letter it's and he, the guy's like Are you marty mcfly you know and they've, they've had like a they've had i've had this letter for like 90 years or whatever and uh he gives him it and he's reading it in the rain and he's just like there's only one man that can help me and then he runs god so good so good but (laughs) i really love that moment the the way that uh chad michael murray was inflict inflicting inflecting his voice it really felt like he was doing a michael j fox like impression or uh what's the word when you're doing it in like homage to in the rain when he when he was like delivering his lines it really sounded like michael j fox in that scene it's a long way for me to just say that (laughs) do you know what i mean can you remember that scene um vaguely i haven't watched back to future 2 for a very long time time for Uh, i remember the scene in in the episode but He's doing it. He's doing a Michael J. Fox. Just trust me. But nice. I I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I I can understand what you're saying. That it's kind of a simple misunderstanding. Well, it's not a misunderstanding. It's not, it's not even a misunderstanding, used... is it? It's just a he... rehashing of lines that he actually he genuinely he feels that for Peyton, and he's just written it in a letter to Brooke. Oh, uh, you I... think that? Yeah, it's rubbish. So you think that he doesn't feel like this for Brooke? He really just feels like this for Peyton. I, I, it will all, I reckon it will all change. All, all hands will change at, at some point. It, like he's convinced her because he's convinced himself that he's in love with Brooke. And actually, I think he's more in love with the idea of being in love. And, and mm. the, the person that is absolutely right for him is Peyton. And Peyton says what she says. You know, which I'm sure we'll get to, which in my head is absolutely related to Lucas. There's no way that that is related to Jake. It couldn't possibly be related to Nathan. So it must be Lucas. And she'll bring that up at some point and then he'll have to make a choice. And I reckon it'll probably stick with Brooke for a little bit and then it'll be a, no, I can't do this. She's my soulmate or whatever. And then they make love. Probably. No, I'm saying... Lucas and Brooke, they consummate their conversation physically. Oh, yeah. You actually mean that? In this episode, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant him and Peyton. Uh, well, that's to un- unknown to you. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll find out. But I'm saying in this episode, it was, it was almost a bit jarring, uh, actually, because we don't, 
have sex scenes like this in One Tree Hill. Like this was like in terms of they were literally in bed, you know, humping. Um, and, <laughs> you know, nothing, just, nothing flashy. Just, just the standard. Just, just rubbing up against each other. That's just it. Have I you know seen? That sound is coming through as well. <laughs> Jesus, have you seen Superbad? You haven't, have you? I have now. Oh no, I you remember? watched it recently, right? And you know the bit towards the end where Mc, it's McLovin and he's just like, "I think it's in." <laughs> That's just <a laughs> Wait, was it that you didn't really like like Superbad? It wasn't. It wasn't for me. But this is the exact reason I've watched it because it's one of those films where someone always goes, "Oh, have you seen Superbad?" So I've watched it because of that. That's the reason I've watched the, the list of films that I've watched. Oh man, super bad. Have you watched Pineapple Express? No. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know if you'll like. Maybe you won't like it because that. But you really is, like that is that Seth Rogen as well? Yeah. Oh, you really like Seth Rogen though, don't you? I like though that era of him. Yeah. I could really do without Seth Rogen ever really being around. <laughs> <laughs> You're really in a in a bag tonight of just people don't need to be in existence. Have you seen Funny People with Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen? No. I'd go as oh, far is as that, this... is that when he's the stand-up comedian? Yes. And he's has he like follows or he loses his, his slot to Adam Sandler or something like that. Or his Adam Sandler's dying in the his... Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen That's it. really good. Mm. Really? Mm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the you wedding like happy... singer, however, quite. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> happy Gilmore. Oh, it's a great film. Okay, okay. Mister Deeds. I haven't seen it. Big Daddy. Big Daddy's a good film. Scuba Water... Steve. What? Scuba Steve. <laughs> the Water Boy. Is this a Adam Sandler podcast or One Tree Hill? I'm ready to do an Adam Sandler podcast. I think we could, <laughs> like, every one of his films in order, except probably, you, anyway. Right. Okay, so that, didn't no, but, but take being serious, it was kind of jarring because we don't normally have sex scenes like that. Like, we've had, even with Keith and Deb, they had already done the business. Like we get some shots of people resting post coitus, but we don't get actual. Hey, they're humping. You know, do you not? And plus, remembering in real life, they're pretending to hump, but they are <laughs> they're divorced at this point. Like, how awkward is that? You saying the phrase "pretending to hump" is so funny. Um. I mean, it might be the reason they're divorced. <laughs> Can you imagine having to pretend to hump at someone that you were once in a relationship with? And they're probably both in different relationships at this point. I'm pretty sure people will know and write in the comments and whatever. Magdalena's already typing, I'm sure. But <laughs> that Chad Michael Murray was already in a relationship with somebody else that was on the set, um, but not, they weren't like a speaking role it's like an extra and i think it's something like they were considerably younger than him yeah magdalene has already pointed this person out loads of times you know the you know the really small blonde girl that is taking pictures and she tells mouth to get out of the way or whatever yes that's her apparently right i mean i think like 
quite a few years younger yeah i'm not 100 percent sure but um and i have also been told this but i can't remember but i think she is like of legal age but there's a age difference There's a big age gap. There's an age gap, yeah. Yeah. And I guess age is different over there. Like, I mean, yeah, something like that. <laughs> they age differently. They have a whole different concept of time. Yeah. <laughs> no, Welcome to America, I... where we have nine days a week for 27 hours a day. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> That's funny though. Well done. The the uh, no, but like here in the UK, I believe I'm not. I think they might have changed it now. But it used to be sixteen was legal age, and I think in America maybe it was eighteen. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It hasn't changed here. Is it sixteen? I guess so. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah. So I don't know how old was he here. Maybe like twenty four. So. I mean, and she's so, eighteen to be in the maybe, show. Maybe eighteen, yeah. So twenty-four to eighteen, six mm. years. Yeah, so that wouldn't be that bad. We'll see. Let's see. Someone will say. Someone will say. Well, on cue, Tammy is here. Let's let in the Tamster. I'm not sure if she'll like that nickname or not. She hasn't got a choice now. <laughs> we'll find we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. First question, Tammy. Hi. Do Ooh. you like the nickname the Tamster? <laughs> You're not the first person to call me that. Um I have people that call me Tamster the Hamster. No, I don't like that. Okay. I'm just it's just Tam it's just Tamster cuz well, I mean, how do you feel about that? Are you okay with it? Sure. Tammy, we want to make the most of this. We want to just we want to dive dive on in here. We we've covered we've covered some, uh, not all. We've covered Keith and Karen. We've covered Lucas and Brooke. Um, that's, it. that's it. So, we're just just quickly, just so that you can add your two cents. What would you say about Lucas and Brooks? Uh, section of this okay but first of all the last time I was on I never got to say my favorite tv shows let's let's have it unless unless we're like short on time then we can skip it no hell no (laughs) we need to know in fact can we guess I'm gonna say it's the U.S. office friends one tree hill well this is besides one tree hill Gilmore girls so people are making this rule up yeah. now. Yeah, no, I can... know. I listened to that podcast and I was like, oh, I can do one more. Okay, I'll add one more to my list. <laughs> okay. Okay, and sorry to interrupt. In... No, 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 it's good. I'm going to throw in Gossip Girl. Dom, what's your guesses? Um... Okay, Friends. Something like The Vampire Diaries, but maybe not that. Something along those lines sure we've had this conversation before the office i have no idea terrible terrible (laughs) tammy definitely told you both at least two of these um okay you got the office right 
And then Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah. Parenthood. Fleabag. And Game of Thrones. Oh, Fleabag. Game of Thrones. Not many people have said Game of Thrones. I know, like shocking. A popular one. Mm-hmm. Have you guys watched Fleabag? Uh, not all of it. I've seen some bits, but I haven't watched oh, all of it. Oh, watch it all. It's so good. Our friends, Liz and Michelle, are starting their Friday Night Lights podcast. Mm. I think they've just done the first episode, maybe, or the intro to it. So cool, I should listen to it. You should. I should. You definitely Friday should. Friday Night Lights is one of those shows that, like, if I watch it, I get really sucked into it, and it's like takes up my whole life. So I have to watch it like in the summertime when I'm not working, otherwise I won't <laughs> be able to like <laughs> function. Well, that's hilarious. Do you know they also have a cast one of people from the cast that do a, a Friday Night Lights podcast? Really? Do you know who was in it? Mm. Um, I can tell. I can you. look it up too. Let's keep it moving. I'll tell you my worst favorite movie. <laughs> Let's go. Go for it. I don't think we're needed, mate. To be honest, Sammy, you've got this for the next hour. Can you let the let the watch along people in when they get here? <laughs> yeah, lock up when you leave, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, it's with. Uh, wait, I, I can tell you, it's with Derek Phillips and Stacy. Oristino, who plays Billy and Mindy Collette. Oh, okay. Those are not really like main characters. Oh, deep. Okay. <laughs> it's called It's called Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, a Friday Night yeah. Lights rewatch, if you're interested. Okay. I think I have enough podcasts on my plate right now, to be honest. Fair. Well, you didn't even give the polite yet pretend that you were going <laughs> to listen to it. <laughs> I did. I said that at first, but now if I'm being honest with myself, I'll listen to it somewhere down the line. <laughs> I, you know, as long as you listen to this one, it's all good. You're basically Mrs. Apple Tree. Do you know who Miss, Mrs. Apple no, Tree is? No, but I'm basically Miss Pro- Honey. Who's oh, Miss yeah. Honey? From Matilda. From Matilda. Is that the? That's not the woman that makes them eat chocolate cake, is it? <laughs> no, that's that's the nice. That's the nice one. There's Miss Trunchbull. Oh, right. oh Simon Some days would I so am be in. <laughs> Simon would so be in the chokey. <laughs> oh, for sure. Is that the? Is that the cupboard with the spikes? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if anyone's in there, it's you, ball gagged and tied. We know oh, this God. already. Get over the ball gag. I can't. I actually can't get over it. We're going to get a customized one for him, Tammy, if and uh, he's going to wear it for Christmas. It needs to go to a vote. I told you. Would you? Be, would you be? He Democracy. said he reckons one person might vote to say no, and everyone would say yes. You know, if we got like a decorative one, like as a joke for him to wear, I think you would be in the no camp. You would defend him, wouldn't you, Tammy? Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, I would be in the yes column. You know why, Simon? Why? Because fuck you, Dom. (laughs) (gasps) I had to say that quietly because I'm in a school. (laughs) That that feels like you were in the intro for this season. I feel like that could make the intro cut for next season. (laughs) Tammy, you you are my one shining light. You are my one hope. My one hope for someone on my side on this podcast, and that has just been dashed in two words, three words. 
free Good. words yeah. heartbroken it was a real fuck life moment she just dropped it and was, it was. just like <laughs> there's, there's real hatred right, the album, juxtaposition with where i am versus what i just said i know you hate that word dumb he uh, does. i, I I don't, I don't mind that word at all. I, just, I try and say it before Simon does. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you hated that word. He, he uses it on every podcast. Don't it's you? A good mean? word. It's a great. Shut your face. It's a great word. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. What? Shall I go? <laughs> no, never. If you go, we shut it down. I mean, I'm okay thing. with it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dom, you're beloved. This whole podcast centers around you. Have your little chat. I'll just wait here until you're done. <laughs> right, hang on. So, well, what do you think about Keith and Luke? Oh, did you say you're a garbage movie no. that you love? What is it? It is called LOL with Miley Cyrus. I've seen the cover of it, but I haven't seen it. Is it is good? What's well, bad, but great? Yeah, it's just like so bad but i love it <laughs> i don't know even it's like a high this these high schoolers that just do like dumb stuff um have you is douglas booth famous in the uk have you heard of him I, i'm pretty sure Dom he's british Vino. let's see what google says he, he has an american accent in the movie but i'm pretty sure he's british but he's in the movie too and he's like super adorable and the soundtrack is pretty good. It has like Keen in the soundtrack, and I can't think of the other song I like in there, but but it's just Snow a horrible Patrol. movie. Oh, maybe. Did you just throw that out there? <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, okay, good choice. I we like how you was honest with us about the Friday Night Lights podcast. I think I can speak for both of us to say we probably won't watch it. So let's move into okay, Brooke and it. Lucas. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Okay. Dom hates it. Yeah, hates it. I just Brooke is driving me crazy this season. She like overreacts about everything. Um. And Lucas, like, seriously, never call a girl psychotic. It's like rule number one <laughs> of dating. Am I right? Is it because they actually all are, but you, they, you can't you? tell them? How dare you? <laughs> I'm sorry. They're no. not. They're not. They're no. completely sane. We are. Men are the problem. <laughs> That's fair. I think it's because men are so stupid, if we're being honest. Like, you said it. We're just very, yeah, very stupid and selfish and greedy and smell bad. Are you still looking up stupid Douglas men. Booth? I, I was, yeah. I, I'm unfamiliar with him. But I, was, I also looked up LOL. Oh, okay. Are you <laughs> so, going to watch it? No. <laughs> I like how you stole the idea from me and didn't give me any credit. About making a list of movies. Uh, it's a list of movies that people say you should see. Or, or, it's, mm. or always say, have you seen? That's what I was And doing. what is my list? Your list is things that you think you should have seen. Yeah, very similar though. <laughs> is that not it's, the it's same lot, thing? Right? <laughs> it's, sli- it's slightly different. 
Because Superbad isn't a film that people think you should have seen. Superbad is a film that everyone goes, have you seen? It's different. Okay. Touche. <laughs> I think you need to do some whale breathing, my man. Bring it. Was it that? There we go. Is that it? <laughs> Where's the dolphin? I need to bring the dolphin. Oh we haven't done <laughs> Where is the dolphin? It's killing Putting your parents as people. we speak. Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah. They're dead. <laughs> they knew it was coming when you left I'll, the dolphin. Some I'll get new ones. <laughs> parents. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Someone will adopt me. Just rent them. I'll, so, I'll put it out there. Actually, if anyone would like to adopt me, please, please let me know. I'd adopt you if I don't have to house you or feed you. Okay. You do have what to do I have to do? do I have to just take you to the cinema on a Saturday or something. Perfect. Weekend dad. <laughs> I'll do it. Tammy, Simon. what do you think about... So, Brooke and Lucas, they have all this stuff. They argue in the rain. Dom thinks it's about... We're just gonna We're just going to jam through these ones. Dom thinks it's because actually... Lucas is in love with Peyton. So even though he wrote those words originally for Peyton, then wrote them for Brooke, even though he's saying them to Brooke, he thinks it's still actually at Peyton. We don't know. We can't say. And then they end up humping at the end. And we were saying <laughs> the humping was a little bit jarring because we don't normally see people hump. We yes. see post-humping. I had that exact humping. same thought. I was like, is that the first time we've seen that so far? A proper hump. And we, then we were saying... <laughs> that if we were then saying it's uh that must have been an awkward hump because that's a divorce hump. i know and i was thinking that same thing too that is super awkward how did they how did they work together after they got divorced i really want to talk because, to them and ask them that well they've humped for real you know and now they're pretending to hump but yeah i i mean i don't think that would be a question that would go down well no. with either of them <laughs> I don't think so either. So, 2025, we'll find out. God, Dom, you would be the one. I wouldn't care either. <laughs> how would you? How would you pose the question? I'd say, which one am I asking? Your choice. They would. They would okay. never be at the same convention. They right. never go I'll to put, the same. I'll, I'll raise my hand. I'll be like, um, Mr. Michael Murray. It's. I'm a long time fan. It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> Season three, episode 13, uh, you, uh, as Lucas, had to hump Brooke and kind of just did this weird friction like that. It made this noise. Can you hear that? Yeah. That's that's what you did. It was horrendous. Um, how did that feel, being a divorced couple, having to, to basically dry hump one another on set? I love that you called him <laughs> Mr. Michael Murray. <laughs> you should have started it with... name is Michael. <laughs> I don't care. No, <laughs> I'm going to throw Mr. it out there. <laughs> No, Mr. Michael Murray. <laughs> I would have. I actually would have said Mr. Michael Murray. No, it's also. not like oh. a hyphenated like Jackson Turner. Those are your two last names. Michael for giving is out not my government. Oh, it's Jesus. right there. <laughs> yeah, for you, not for the thousands listening. Oh, sorry. You can cut that out. That's all right, Tammy. We can, don't edit. We don't edit. Can no get your information. <laughs> We're, how, what time? What time are we at, Dom? No, Tammy. Oh! I'm, j- I'm, j- I'm joking. People know. I don't. Okay. It's all good. It's fine. I understand. That's why I don't. Ha- I don't have my last name on social media because I get it. Yeah, it's all good. Okay, it's all good. 
But yeah, they, I didn't know that. I would have thought it would have been Mr. Michael Murray. But Really? Dom, Dom, I thought you were going to say, oh, Mr. Michael Murray, um, Dominic here from Raven's podcast, a One Tree Hill podcast. Just wanted to, you know, like how they do. It's like, oh, this is from ESPN. Da, 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 da. We definitely should do that. <laughs> from if... Puzzler. <laughs> there we go. So, okay. We're media. <laughs> We're media. <laughs> okay, now let's let's move. Keith, Karen, they did. Some I don't think humping. Tammy actually finished what she was saying about Lucas and Brooke. Or did you? Well, we're trying to we're trying to keep going, so it's fine. What did I say, something? Oh, I was just wanted to say that um, the Lucas speech is just like your classic rom com speech, and it reminds me of when. Um, in the notebook when Noah is like yelling at Allie, like, I wrote you 187 letters. No? Yeah? Anyone seen the notebook? and back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, the yeah. listeners will know and they'll be like, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> you know who was in the notebook? Rachel Paul McAdams. Johansson. Oh, he was. I know. In just a tiny little scene. Because his friend wrote it and directed it, didn't yeah. he? Nick Cassavetes. Yep. Yes. He was Dietrich and Face Off, Dom. We saw his jacket, remember, on the podcast? Yep. But Rachel McAdams Hell, is yes. also in that movie, and she's in my all-time favorite movie, The Family Stone. Haven't. Is it a prequel to Mean Girls? No, it's not. What's it about? It's about a family at Christmas time. Oh, lovely. Stone yeah, so Stone. watch it at Christmas time. <laughs> okay. We can we've got a lot of things to watch as a live watch along. No, here. it doesn't have to be a live watch or a podcast or anything. Just in the comfort of your own homes, just watch it. Okay. <laughs> I trust you. I'm so bossy, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. You hadn't it. School's not out <laughs> yet. <laughs> Jesus. Look. This is detention. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody feels like it. Dom, did you ever get a detention in school? Not surprised. And now on to people that we haven't spoken about so we can all hit it at the same time. Can we start with um Mouth and Rachel? Yeah. Desperate to talk about Mouth and Rachel. All right. Why who, do you want to start, Tammy? No, you go for it. Dom, you go. No, you go. Okay, desperate so... desperate to talk about it. I'm going for okay. it. Yeah, I'm desperate to say my piece. I don't have to set it up. But okay, right. So, Mouth has gone over to Rachel's to watch a movie. Uh, he's, he's brought Say Anything, I think was the was the, was the film. And the the power cut happens i don't even think i don't even know if we mentioned that dom even in the other ones the power cut <laughs> is gone so the the whole of one tree hill is is in darkness and then they just had mouth and rachel have all these interactions and talks about how to treat women and what women actually want is for you to treat them like trash and this is the way you'll get the elite women and this that and the other and Mouse kind of like this sweet guy that's not going to do anything. But then the lights go out. He tries to kiss her. He doesn't. She tries to give him a beer. He doesn't have the beer. All of this stuff is uh, ridiculous. And I think that 
the dialogue is really clunky. It it felt like in this one section, it didn't feel like one Tree Hill dialogue. It actually felt more like Dawson's Creek dialogue. Now, when it's in Dawson's Creek, it's uh, like this higher level vocabulary um, and it's the way that people don't actually you would never actually speak but you forgive it in Dawson's Creek because everybody speaks like that that's kind of the the tone of the show but here it just felt a little bit like people would never have these conversations like Mouth saying you know I'll have a girl and she might not be elite to you, but she will be to me because of X, Y, and Z and this, that, and the other. I don't know. It just felt a little bit, and every one of their interactions felt as if there's been they've been in the room together and there's been 10-minute gaps where they haven't been talking and they've yeah. been in opposite ends of the corners of the room <laughs> and then suddenly, like, so I was thinking, yeah, we kiss now yeah. to pass the time. It's just all a bit weird. Mm-hmm. That's just my two cents. What do you think, Tammy? I agree with you on that, and I kind of feel a little bit similar to Lucas and Brooke, like that it felt like when it came back to them that like, what were they doing in that meantime? Like it wasn't like a natural like transition. Um, Yeah. And Rachel's advice is just absolutely terrible. And it's like, you think about the prime audience for this show, like who's watching it. And like, that is not like great advice for these teenage kids kids to be hearing you know I mean it might be like somewhat true I guess when you're in high school because people just like to play mind games when they're young and that kind of thing but I don't know I don't think it's good to be like promoting it promoting that type of behavior you know for sure and Dom what did you think of their interactions it's it's uncomfortable to watch isn't it it's it's not the most thrilling scenes that they have you know or even the most entertaining but i actually think that mouth um as a character needs to be that point of difference so you said it's almost like he's you know he's got lines from another show he's it's like dawson's creek they all talk like that and so on and so forth but i think that's kind of needed we need that point of change and that point of difference he's not the cool kid he's not part of that group of cool kids he's not athletic he's you know, he doesn't fit with that five, but he's somehow integrated. So he is different and he is going to say things differently and come up with different things and react differently and actually turn around and say this whole perception of elite girls or whatever, it doesn't really mean anything to me because I try and treat everyone equally. And actually when I find someone that I love and fall in love and they love me back equally, they'll be elite to me. And and that actual sentiment I thought was really nice and was, was kind of the right thing to say for, for, for the context of what was going on in that room. Cause Rachel is all about how can you get a girl to, to basically swoon after you and, and chase you and, and, and want you or by being a bit of a bastard to him, you, you know? And he's like, that's not me. That's not my style. She's like, yeah, but anyone could do it. You know, you could kind of be a bad boy. And actually that's, that's not what it's about. You know, Nathan's a, a bad boy. Lucas has attempted it. It's kind of, again, it's a category of person that she's trying to mould him into. And he's turning around and saying, actually, I'm not going to become that. I'm never going to be that. I don't want to be that. And I think I think that's a good thing. I think he had a really good message and she was trash. 
yeah Boom. he definitely ha- he definitely <laughs> has a good message and he's definitely filling that younger brother kind of vibe uh, like we've said previously and it's definitely the perspective that you would want someone to have it's kind of the knight in shining armor of actually no i'm a good guy and that's okay um so i i fully agree the one bit that fully wasn't true to life is he definitely would have kissed her though definitely he would have he's also a teenage boy Am I lying? Tammy, am I lying? He oh, I've never her. been a teenage boy, so I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> okay. Dom, tell the truth. I think he would have been too nervous. I, I don't think he would have even attempted it. He tried to attempt it when the lights went off. In real life, I mean. Fair. Okay. The python would, though. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> other side of the room what is that (laughs) how is it touching me (laughs) it's casting a shadow over me Um, okay Tammy three more weeks of winter (laughs) no it's six more weeks six yeah whatever (laughs) it's different in Tree Hill Tammy where do you want to go we've got Nathan and Haley, we've got Peyton and Ellie, Dan. and we've got Dan. Well, can we talk about Ellie and Peyton because they are like my number one that I wanted to talk about on this episode. Please. So, yeah, yeah I chose this episode honestly because of Ellie and Peyton. I just think it's a huge episode for them and I love that they have that love of music that they share. Um, I just think like Ellie's story when she talks about um, what she tells Peyton about when she was at that outdoor concert, like as an audience, you feel like you're there. And I love those kind of stories. I can relate to it a lot because whenever I see like one of my favorite artists live, it's just like, I don't know, it's just indescribable. So I just, I really like Ellie's, Ellie and Peyton's love of music. Like that, that's what makes Peyton like such a good character is that she has like her own passions you know um but it bothers me that Ellie doesn't tell Peyton like how bad her cancer is like even when Peyton tries to bring it up she won't really talk about it and I'm like okay I get it if you don't want to talk about it but is that better than Peyton finding you dead you know, just completely unexpected, just walks in. Like, I think the alternative would be better for Ellie to tell her how sick she really is. So at least Peyton can be prepared for it, you know? What do you guys think? Well, I, I would just I, I'll just say a little bit and then I'll pass it over to Dom because okay. it'd be more interesting to hear his his perspective as a first-time viewer. But the uh, I would just say as a... Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think that I would imagine it's kind of she's not really thinking like that. You know, like how um, when people are going through depression, it's a very selfish and self-absorbing thing. And you're not really mm-hmm. where people can often think, oh, they're being selfish. And it's like, well, no, it's not. They're actually just consumed by yeah. their depression or consumed by what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. I think she probably just isn't thinking too much beyond who's going to find her and those kind of things. And I think she's trying to 
save Peyton of these are the memories that we've formed here. Remember me as I am now, not when I'm going to sort of be super weak. Um, and then the, the, the only other thing I'll say is that watching it as like a repeat viewer, there's so many sort of clues and foreshadowing that she is going to die in this episode or going to die soon when she's saying things like, you know, you gave me a happy life. Um, I will see you again, you know, sort of talking about the next life um, and things like that. It is really heartbreaking. I'd say this, watching it this time, uh, would probably hit me the most, I would say, than me ever. And this is, what, like my fifth or sixth time watching the show. Uh, it's probably hit me more now than ever before. And I think partly is because... Because I, because I have because uh, I have a son now, and I just couldn't imagine not being there to see him like grow up and to be part of his life. I know it's different because Peyton is, you know, seventeen or whatever, and I'm talking about, you know, he's only like less than a year old. But uh, I think that they they hits differently in different t- periods of your life. I think, and uh, yeah, they really hit with me. Dom, as a first-time viewer, how did you find all of this? Did were you surprised that she passed away in this episode, or did you think that it was heading that way? Um, well, their parts of this episode were the the best bits by country miles, you know, by acres and acres of you know space. It was it was crazy the the contrast of. Um, not only storyline but performance and everything that these two uh, actors put into their scenes was miles above the rest because you know I, I guess because of the the context and content of it is is so different um, to to everything else that is happening but you really get that sense of like love and joy and loss kind of in in each sort of scene that they have. Um, and they did it. They did it so well. It was honestly, it was it was really really well done. And it's it was it's not easy to watch because um, it will have kind of memories for people or put people into a situation where they have kind of lived through that or you, you know something that they've come up against in their lives. And and I guess that's kind of the good thing about this show is that it is true to life. And we always talk about the lack of supernatural element and stuff like that. But something like this, it can be can be really impactful and hard hitting. You know, I came back from a, a funeral on Friday. So we watched this on Sunday. I've been to a funeral on Friday for a friend of mine, um, quite a good friend of mine who died of cancer. So it's just like a bit like, oh, Jesus, this this came around really quickly. And I'm I actually sorry, thought Dom. Ellie would live a lot. Oh, it's okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I just thought Ellie would live a bit longer and there would, there would be a bit of time of kind of trying to push recovery and trying to help her and stuff like that. But it kind of exactly like you said Simon she wanted Peyton to see her living and having fun and enjoying herself and kind of on her own two feet and although she was quite alone she was always active and she was never on medication that made her so ill that she could barely move and she didn't want to be remembered that way she wanted to be remembered in the car driving with the roof down which upset me massively I was absolutely <laughs> hammering it down with rain but but what a great you know a great memory for Peyton to have and remembering that and, and exactly like Tammy said as well telling that story 
and building that memory into into Peyton as well of her explaining that and then oh he fell off the stage drunk at the end and put a bit of laughter into it and a, a bit of joy and that's when she ends up going back to to scatter the ashes and it's such a touching moment throughout the entire episode that I actually think you know, the reason why Lucas and Brooke's storyline ruined it so much is because their storyline was so good and so well done and then the rest of it just seemed a little bit irrelevant to be honest but it's not as important is it when you've got the the gravitas of the situation like that i will just take this moment to say that peyton in this season is leagues and levels above where we thought she was you know in the previous in season one i can't really remember what was happening with her in season two but she uh she is completely different like i've People that say that we hate on Peyton, we certainly are not <laughs> hating on Peyton. Like we, we really like, um, well, we hate what's happening to her. But uh, she's a really great, three-dimensional, fleshed-out, lived-in character, and that's really coming to the to the forefront. If anyone's asking, we're more hating on Brooke these days uh, <laughs> for her kind of behaviour. <laughs> but um, there's, yeah, there's moments like the the hair brushing. It was all things like that. So mm. Ellie didn't get to do that to to Peyton when she was a, a kid because, you know, had to give her up, drug addict, so on and so forth. You know, she's she's still gone on and lived her life and had this incredible life. And their connection through music and, and art is, again, like just kind of copying what Tammy said, is, is fantastic. It's such a great bond and something that will live on in, in Peyton, you know, throughout the rest of her time in the show, shall we say, you know. I think she's a full niner. She'll get all, all the way to the end. Um, but there's moments like the brushing the hair and like the, the fun that they were having and the, the kind of silliness that they, they did eventually have was all these touch points that of, I never got to do this, but you've made these three weeks feel like a lifetime of memories. Mm-hmm. And and, ho- and she, I guess Ellie's kind of hoping that's the same for Peyton. So you... you haven't had a mum for a long time and although I've I've only known you these sort of three weeks or so hopefully it's it's kind of a lifetime of memories and and it will mean a lot to you and she she knew you know she wanted to get out of the house as quick as possible because she knew it was going to happen kind of any time and um I kind of respect that as well but also would you want Peyton, you, you, she's got to know that Peyton's going to be the one that finds right. it. Right, and no, she? I get it. I respect that too. Like, I think that it should be kind of the person, the person's choice of how they want to deal with it. But I, I guess I'm more mad at like the writers that they that Peyton had to find her because it's just like how much can Peyton take? You know, like how much mm. can one character go through? And like the fact that she had to find her, like Hillary Burton did such a good job of like acting that scene out like you could just see it in her face like it was almost like torturous when she found her it's just so sad the cd dropping is yeah. a uh such a it's a great cinematic uh moment uh mm-hmm. but it's uh yeah it's a pretty horrifying uh it was also it was a good move to the music comes in right and we're not actually hearing her voice and like her cries and I think yeah. that was a good move to, because that would have been traumatic I yeah. think, to have heard all of that yeah but, yeah uh, I actually really liked when she was scattering the ashes and she said say hi to my mom mm. mom 
Oh, mm. what what a great line! Uh, just that one little line was was so good because, I mean, her actions when she when she finds uh, you know Ellie's dead in her in her house was was brilliant, like you said, and and kind of not having the the scream or the voice is just just makes it that little bit better, and you, you're kind of imagining it as well and, and being in that moment. But yeah, I think when she's scattering the ashes, it's a really really touching moment. That was a really good point. For sure. Well, um, we'll we'll get back to some of this stuff in the judgment. So let's uh, let's talk about Nathan and and Haley. Uh, so a really good, really good episode for them. Uh, I I thought anyway. Uh, Haley goes over to Nathan's. The power goes out, but they get to have this fun night together where they're able to actually talk and to let go and just have fun and kind of um, reintroduce themselves to each other in a way and just eat cereal and eat you know food and talk about memories and nathan saying about you know items of clothing that she's worn and he he can remember all of these things and which and it culminates in them uh going out him going out in the rain and showing he'd kept all the clippings from the tour and explaining you know that he was proud of her and you know he's it, it all manifested in the wrong way and they sort of get some closure over all of this stuff it was like healthy and we get that great uh, needle drop of uh, the Tyler Hilton song as as uh, as they go outside, which is great. Um, and then they're by the fire. They're talking about the colleges, and they also do some humping, right? So <laughs> that rug gets a lot of action. Right. <laughs> Tammy, what do you think of Nathan and Haley in this one? Yeah, this episode always feels to me like the one where they are finally healed. And I love that it has that there's a rainstorm in this episode because it's such a like symbol of like restart and rebirth. At least that's how I look at it. And like this episode just feels like they can finally put the past behind them and like start fresh. Um, So, yeah, I really like this episode for them. And I think that Nathan is just... I love that they showed um, how he saved all those clippings because, you know, when she's on tour, you just you feel so much of that, like his resentment and jealousy and anger. But it's nice to see that even during that time when he was feeling all those things towards her, he also was proud of her. And that, I think, is true love. Like when you can have, you know, you can be upset with someone or resentful or jealous, but you're still rooting for them and you still want the, the best for them. Yeah, for sure. And Dom, how did you find Nathan and Haley in this one? Uh, I mean, it was, again, miles better than Lucas and Brooke's storyline. It's kind of it's kind of the storyline that um, brings a bit of positivity to it as well, to the episode, um, because there's a lot going on that, that is... I mean, Karen and Keith is, is pretty positive, but we know kind of what Dan's doing in the background. So for me, that's just going to have a big impact on the next episode. You know, he's going to discover his house has been broken into and it's probably a little bit flooded from all the rain and, you know, whatever. Um, but it was nice that, that, that there's this really positive moment. She comes in, says, I'm going to go to Duke. There's this great basketball coach there. You'll be great there. You deserve to go there. And he's like, no, no, that's you're not going to Duke. And she freaks out and starts, you know, telling him off 
and throwing all these things and why she's still angry at him, you know, because of the birth control issue and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, no, it's because I'm going to Stanford. And it, it just immediately changes the tone. And what a nice thing to keep all those clippings and, and to say something like, yeah, I was mad at you, but I'm always proud of you. That that never changed. And, and this is this is kind of showing it. And then he went back out and collects them up and puts them on these pegs. And I guess they're like the the real depiction of true love, aren't they, at the moment in the show? I, yeah. I, I don't look at anyone else. Like, Karen and Keith maybe just get in there, but their bond just sort of seems unbreakable now, which is which is really good to see, considering how most of season two went. Yeah, and I know that everyone, I'm going to assume that people are going to pick Hilary Burton for performer, but I will just honourably mention that uh, Bethany Joy Lenz is outstanding as uh, Haley. She is so good, like so natural. She she kind of makes you just endeared to her. Like she's such a lovable character. She plays it so naturally. Um, really good. She is for sure really talented. Um, Agreed. And then let's talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Dan Scott. Tammy, what did you think of Dan in this one? He's running around, breaking into Keith's apartment and uh, safety deposit box and all of that stuff. Yeah, I thought it was um, pretty intense. But I like how uh, the last podcast episode, Dom, you were just saying like that you wish you could get into Dom's, he- I mean, into Dan's head, and now you kind of do like with his flashbacks of him and Keith. So I like, I think that's cool. Um, yeah, he's just kind of, he's just a classic villain. You know, he's always scheming. You just know that he's got something up his sleeve. So I don't, I don't know. I don't want to like say too much, but just hold on tight, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dom, he gets the ledger back uh, and you do get to see young Keith and, Young Dan and a little flashback there, which, like Tammy said, was exactly what you was calling for in the last episode. Uh, so how did you find Dan in this one? Yeah, good. I think um, the flashback, I think five shouting out Keith five times was a bit unnecessary. Uh, very annoying. I don't run in there and be like, shut up. Keith, <laughs> Keith, Keith, <laughs> Keith, Keith. It just, just seemed to keep going. But... Um, it was it was weird. It was quite strange seeing that um, the younger versions. I quite I quite like that. So it'd be good to see more. I'd actually quite like to see them at Lucas and Nathan's age. I guess that would be a challenge to do. I know we've seen a, a glimpse of it on a on a video um, with Dan and Karen at their prom or whatever it was. That was ages ago now, wasn't it? But it'd be interesting to see kind of what their dynamic was like as teenagers and to see if they're at what point they drift apart obviously you're very close very close young brothers but what point do, do we get to where they go yeah fuck you and and obviously <laughs> their their relationship obviously still means means something to to Keith because he's still got the picture but yeah he then finds Dan then finds the key behind it and you know what what mayor doesn't have the the privileges to to look up personal records of absolutely everyone in the town that they're the mayor of and see what they might be hiding oh and i love and, the uh, line um keith i've got to get the name of your decorator <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well just dan being classy dan as as usual 
But um, yeah, a bit of a strange one. I, I still haven't really figured out what the ledger is for or does. I always thought it was like tax dodging, cutting a bit of money off here and there. I'm not sure if it was ever really fully explained in, when Andy was still in. Was Deported. it? Deported. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was. It was just that people would pay, if they pay for cash, then they would... He, he was would, just skimming. Skimming, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, fair enough. Classic. Fair enough. It's his business. Why not? Little bit tax of this, dodge. little bit of that. Put <laughs> a little bit to one dodge. side. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can touch on any points that we didn't hit during our judgments. But before we go any further, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and how could you not? Then check us out at ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through. Oops. But Tammy, they also go through... Nets. Ravenshoops.net. Tammy, who was your favourite performer of this episode? My favourite performer was... dun dun dun, dun Hillary Burton. Of course. Of <laughs> Dommy? Uh, my favourite performer was also Hillary Burton. I would like to give a, a big shout out to I can't remember her name, but the lady who plays Ellie. Cheryl Lee. Cheryl Lee. I'd like a big shout out to Cheryl Lee. She had a, a fantastic episode and uh, very heartfelt as well. But yeah, uh, and they look Burton. like mother and daughter. Well, mm. they, they do. Yeah, they're really well. And they have good placed. chemistry. Yeah. Simon, for sure. Mine, of course, is going to go to chat Hillary Burton. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Michael Murray. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she was outstanding. This was a great performance. Really great. So for sure. And Cheryl Lee was great as well. Um, but yeah, Hillary Burton for sure. Tammy, favorite character? Uh, so my favorite character of this episode was actually Nathan. Um, I just really liked how he sh- like showed Haley in so many different ways that he loves her, like by saving those clippings and remembering minute details about her. I think that sticks with me because I'm that type of person. I remember like everything that someone has said to me or I just remember every detail about people. So, like, to have someone say that back to me would just be like, oh. So, <laughs> that's why I picked Nathan. Nice. Dom? Yeah, so Nathan's a, like has a really great touch there. I think we didn't really mention that. When he's mentioning all these all these things, you think, wow. And she's, like, Haley is super impressed by it as well. But I think I'm going to have to double up and go with uh, Peyton as my favorite character for the episode. It's not one I pick often, but... Yeah, what a, a great journey she has in this episode and uh, a very sad ending, but she kind of signs it off with a almost positive note, although she kind of sits down in the field at the end and looks quite sad. She has that nice say hi to my mum, mum moment, and I, I actually really like that. It's a really, really good part. So, yeah. What about you, Simon? That is a great, great line. Um, Nathan is a great choice because uh, he... He is bringing he is bringing that side of Haley out of her. He's allowing that to happen. He's like enabling it by creating like a comfortable environment. So that is really nice. But I'm going to agree with Dom with Peyton on this one. 
uh just for you know all the reasons we've already said uh tammy favorite song uh world spins madly on by the weepies that's actually like one of my favorite songs like i used to listen to it all the time when i was younger and i think i like heard it before it was even on the show so i really like that song and i think it's kind of fits with the part of the show that it's in like at the end um when peyton is like at her locker and lucas and brooke come up and hug her i don't know i just think it's like a really touching moment and it's true like the world spins on you know people pass away and it's sad but you have to like keep going and you know you know no matter how hard it is yeah for sure and that is a nice moment at the end that they sort of the group hug mm-hmm. um it's a nice supportive moment dom uh the song i picked uh was here comes a regular by the replacements uh which was the song that was playing when ellie uh is basically alone and about to die and then eventually does does die um and then that's kind of what stops when Peyton arrives and it's silence from there. And yeah, I thought it was a, a really good song and a good good moment to, to put it in the episode as well. And it's the song that she oh, mentions to Peyton mm. that was played at the in the story that she told Peyton. I think it's the song that was played. Right, right. I'm not sure it was the, the same. That song is in the episode, but I'm not sure it was at that point. Oh, okay. I think it's, it might be a little bit later on when she when i think when Peyton's driving or asking her sad your saddest song because she says Peyton says cool in the gang (laughs) what would have been brilliant i know this sounds really bad but Peyton says like i'll call in the bag celebration because call in the bag call in the gang celebration is my worst song and it just comes up as her ringtone or something like that or like ellie's ringtone and i I thought that would have been funny back when they had ringtones i love that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, Simon, your favourite song? I'm going to pick the Tyler Hilton one. I really like that one. That's the Since yeah. You've Been Gone, wasn't it? Since Mi- you've been... Missing You. Yeah, yeah it's I called Missing, missing you. you at all. And I'm pretty sure it was originally sung by Brian Adams. I think it's a cover of a Brian, a- Brian Adams song. Yeah, I for or sure Ryan Yeah, Adams, for sure know Ryan it's... Ryan or Ryan? I don't know. I'll have to double check on that. Them. Yeah. Brian. I definitely know it's a co- a cover, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I like that one. Uh, we're gonna have to go a little bit quicker. Damn you, Dom, and your plan. Make you always <laughs> do this, Tammy. What was your favorite line? Every song ends. Is that any reason not to enjoy the music? Mm, that's a good one, Dom. Well, you actually mentioned it, but uh, for different reasons. And my favorite line. It's a long one but I'll, I'll read it quickly. But I'm not that guy, Rachel, and I don't want to be. So maybe the elite girls just aren't for me then. But one of these days, I'm going to meet a girl who really loves me. Maybe she won't be what you call hot, but I'll think she's beautiful and I'll tell her so. I won't be mean to her because I won't have to play games with her. I'll just be the guy that she can always count on and that'll be enough. And she'll be elite to me. Nice. That is a good one. <laughs> what about yours? Uh, took a lot for me to not make a python joke there and ruin yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick the Peyton one, the say hi to my mum, mum. That mm. one, that like broke me. I had to try and be really cool on the watch long and be like, don't oh, breathe I too heavy. Some tears. And I saw don't Dom wipe his eyes a time or two. 
I was just tired. <laughs> you were knackered. Knackered. <laughs> I think knackered actually the actual the definition is being tired after humping. It's like being tired after sex. Sleepy now. There we go. <laughs> I actually think that's what it is. If you type it into Google, I think that's what it is. Uh, right, last but not least. Oh, no. Background performer, one line or less, Tammy. Um, Did uh, Keith or Dan's like, younger yes. self? Okay. More I'll than pick... one line, yeah. Oh, they had more than one line? Okay, then I don't think there was any other ones. you got to go there, there was any there, the... Someone in the hallway was... when Peyton and Brooke and Lucas are hugging. The guy in the green shirt. <laughs> nice. Dom. Nice. Uh, the mayor's assistant. Did he have less than? Did he have more than one line? The we'll power no. company is a birdie, birdie, blur. Yeah, and then he says, "So the whole city's in darkness." That was uh, a. You would have said. Compound sentence. It was a compound sentence when two sentences are Perfect. put into one sentence. Thank you. Perfect. So I go with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with green shirt in the hallway. So, <laughs> last but not least, the precious, precious rating. We know how this goes. We're just going to go straight into it after three because time is on our back. One, two, three, nine. Ten. No. Simon. I I hesitated. Why? You wait till you hear the first half of this podcast. He talked me down about all of these things. He got in my head. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay, no. I'll go up to a 10 because this is an important one for Peyton. Dom, okay, don't a be a douche. You... We've got people in the waiting room already. <laughs> okay, that's not my but problem. But I should say, um, I should say it's, it's easier to give it a 10 when you've already seen the whole show because it's like you're biased because you know what's coming. So you don't know what things are being set up dumb but we do mm. you know what i mean so just trust us call it a 10 don't be but this is i have to put go an asterisk next I'm to watching. it and then no no asterisk <laughs> so he doesn't get it because he just he's a bully dom how, a bully. Do you, how do you look at yourself in the mirror this is a monday night football <laughs> well, how can you live with yourself with how you act on this podcast it is a disgrace <laughs> I'm going to speak to your parents because I've had enough of your bullshit. They're dead. They got killed by the dolphin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, then you should have some empathy for Peyton and give this one a 10. I do. It's an 8 because Peyton's bit was so good. The rest of it was probably a 5. Okay, well, then you can't sit at an 8. You have to budge to a 9 at minimum. Wait. I will meet you at a 9, but I won't go 10. No. So can we confirm you're now at a 9? <laughs> Only if you're going to come down to a nine. Well, no, you're going to stay at nine. That wasn't my question. Answer the question. Can <laughs> no. you confirm you're at a nine now? Because there's two tens here, and you're at an eight. So can you? You confirm were a nine that... originally. You got bullied into a ten. <laughs> can you confirm that you are now at a nine? I will go to a nine if you come down back back down to a nine. That's not how this works. It's not four, a ten. This episode can't be a ten. Got people in the waiting room. That there's literally. 20 minutes of uh, that episode, maybe less, that was decent. We're the gonna, rest of it was... We're going to call this one a 10, okay? I so. disagree, but okay. 
Oh, okay. I don't. I don't have a choice. Sorry, because you're just going to let people in now. So it doesn't matter what I say. Don't. Well down not to, a, I'm not down a to a nine. Oh, Tammy. Tammy Cave. Okay, can you? <laughs> All right, we'll call this one a nine. So I won actually because I started at nine. Perfect. Yeah, it's a nine. Tammy, we appreciate you as always. It's great to see you, and uh, you're the best. Thanks, guys. Take well, care and look. Make sure you look after yourself as well. Yeah. And eat some food and drink some water and sleep or something. I think I'm going to skip got... the meeting with my friends and I'm just going to go straight home. I might catch you on the watch along if I make it in time. And get some we'll McDonald's. For... Get some McDonald's fries. But Dom, we need to do Ravens on three. Count them in. <gasps> uh, okay, uh, Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens. Ravens. Ravens.